Triple Play Fantasy's football show with D. Mindy, Brass Dadamis, Doc, and Johnny Foosball starts now. What's going on, everybody? Welcome back to the podcast. Welcome in to another episode of the Triple Play Fantasy Football Show. A proud member of the Fantrax Podcast Network and the FantraxHQ.com fam. The Mendy here. I'm joined as always by Johnny Foosball, John Van Etten. John, one half of Triple Play's movie minutes. Have you seen To All the Boys I've Loved Before? No. <laughs> Fire. Fire. Wow, I just watched the Excellent last Excellent rom-com. Yeah, you're supposed to be the, the movie guy or one of the movie guys. I was going to ask you what your thoughts were, but I, I noticed save that for Brad. So uh, I want to get to him next. Joining us also, the man that has seen the greatest movie that I've watched in the last week, and that is the Brad Stradamus, a.k.a. Brad Killer. What's going on? My lady and I did watch To All the Boys I've Ever Loved. Um, it's a beautiful rom-com, very light and easy. I'll save it for the movie minutes one day since Johnny hasn't seen it. You should definitely watch it. For sure. It's not quite kissing booth level, but it's it is a pretty good movie. I haven't seen I got, that one. Well, I was I was about to derail this like we did with Adam Rank. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. we'll, we'll save the movie talk. I was all for Adam Rank stuff. But uh also joining the normal crew, we have a man that knows how to keep score, and it's the doc, Eric Mendelson. What's going on? What, what's that in reference to? I thought you were going to bring up that I'm good at knowing random players' faces. No, it's because you're on Wednesday. Your job is to uh, keep scoring basketball games. Oh, I can't Always believe I be told my maybe. That. Hold on. I'm sorry. I'm sorry to <laughs> interrupt. Have what? you not seen Always Be My Maybe? Brad? Is that with um, the movie minutes? Is, is that with um? Who, who's in that? Oh my god! Um, All right, the, oh, the Ali guy Jong. Who, the guy who played uh, Kim Jong Un in um that one movie. I did movie. see that. Disable comments. All right, yeah. Okay, no, so no, Ali Wong. That was a fire movie. All right, we're gonna talk about movies another time because I want to welcome in this. I want to welcome in a guest. And I want to bring us some energy. So, joining the podcast tonight, we welcome in a man that is an apologist for the interception machine. Part of the football guys, this dude is an NFL and NBA correspondent and writer for Fantasy Pros and co-host of our Friday show with Stephanie Smith. This man stacks his running backs like he stacks his dollar bill. The conductor of the David Montgomery for MVP train. Triple play fantasy is getting kluged tonight <laughs> as we welcome in Dave Kluge. What's going on, man? Oh man, not too much. Thanks a lot for having me on. That uh, I'm having flashbacks right now. You know, I haven't been inside Soldier Field in about two years. So hearing that uh, bear down Chicago Bears, it's bringing back sad, sad memories for me. It's a, it's a rough day, but honestly, I'm glad that I had this show today because if not, I'd be about 75% of the way through a bottle of bourbon right now. So, so good thing don't I had to stay sober you, for the show. Yeah, you really don't have to. Hey, the Bears now. That was about forty-five seconds, David. This the the song. We don't have the rights to that. It was also drowning you out. I had to mute it. <laughs> I was trying to lower. I, I could but... sing it. I mean, I I know the words. I could just sing it front to back for you. If that's what you want. <laughs> don't don't tease you us. That would have been even better. But Dave, I got to ask before we dive into things here. What does getting kluged mean? Because it sounds really dirty, and I have no idea what it actually means. So can no, you explain? I, to us? I wish I could tell you what it means. I don't even know. I don't know if you guys are familiar with the uh, the Open Bar podcast. I was on that last week with uh, Mike Me Up and and Mike Fiala and and uh, who else was on that? Derek Brown and and things just got weird. You know, it just started. Hey, so what's your last name? Because everybody thinks it's Kluge. You know, they see K L U G E and it's Kluge, Kluge, whatever it is. Nobody ever gets the name right. Ice Kluge. Somehow, you know, we we were on we were on drink three or four at this point in the show, and somebody asked about the pronunciation, and then we basically spent the last hour. Just uh, just going after my name, and I I don't really know what it means, but it's uh, kind of taking taking a life of its own at this point. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I mean, I was gonna say it's a, it's a pretty. I just think of like a splatting sound, but it, again, it gets it could become like a, a noun or a verb or whatever the case may be. I'm just kind of it's an interesting saying, so it's just kind of catchy <laughs> people, too. People always ask how to say my name, and I just say it's like Loogie with the K in front of it. So I think that's why you get that that <laughs> splatting idea when you hear it. <laughs> <laughs> that, that, that makes a lot of sense. Uh, but we're not here just to talk about getting kluge today. 
because we have the free agent Fantasia show tonight. And this was originally going to be called the free agent frenzy, but I listened to a podcast today and they already called it that. And I like to be different. So it's the free agent Fantasia show. And with free agent, uh, the free agent agency periods underway, ton of free agent signings, cuts and moves, all that good stuff. Our analysts today are going to kind of break down the impact of the fantasy relevant players for you because we're not going to be talking IDP guys on this show. We want to keep our audience. So we'll be talking a lot of those guys, offensive side of the ball. After that, we're going to do our question and our game at the end of the show. So you know we always get that fun stuff planned, and Brad is running all that stuff today for us. So you know it's going to be a doozy. It's going to be about movies. That's what it's going to be Probably. about. Probably. So. No, it'll be about football, I promise. So if you guys are ready to get another episode started, then, man, we are here to do it for you. Let's do it! Yeah. I got to say, David, when did you decide to start doing that as the segue? I don't know. It just came to me one day. And then Dave's like, what the hell am I getting into right now? It works. I'm ready for it. So this section is normally reserved for news and notes. And with obviously the beat, you can hear with the drop. Uh, but our main topic today is pretty much news and notes. So I wanted to use this time to do a little bit of house cleaning and uh, housekeeping, if you will. So I just wanted to ask, Dave, have you checked out the new digs yet? The uh, the Triple Play Fantasy website. Have you chance? Have you had a chance to see it? I'm embarrassed to say that I have not. I'm sorry, David. Dave, I'm gonna I'm gonna let you slide on this one. It's it's live. Articles, links to all of our podcasts, YouTube videos. We got it all. And while you're there, you might be able to notice we got five new faces added to our team. Happy to announce with our first expansion of hirings here. You can follow Ahan, Marty, Christian, Alex, and Kiernan. They write Redraft, Dynasty, and Team Pieces for this squad. And then also part of the expansion, we have the growth of the YouTube channel, where it's not just the sports shows, but if you couldn't already tell by the beginning of this podcast, we have Movie Minutes on there with the two gentlemen that just talk movies all the time. Brad, can you can you just give our listeners a 30-second version of what they can expect to hear in Movie Minutes? Oh my god. No. <laughs> <laughs> I'm giving the you a chance to do is click one of our videos and listen to 30 seconds. That's very easy. Right, there you go. There you go. And then if you're enjoying the stuff we do, make sure to give us five stars. Rating and reviews are always appreciated if you like what we're cooking here. And I know everybody says on their podcast, this is only the beginning. But I'd like to think we're the Joe Tooney of podcasts. We're durable and we're Pro Bowl levels. So just, just make sure you guys check us out if you haven't already. It's good stuff here. So enough plugging. Let's dive in here. Let's For the podcast version, we're going to take our quick break for our ad here. And if you're watching the video version, we're going to dive in to Free Agent Fantasia. So Free Agent Fantasia, let's break some FAF, Free Agent Frenzy news here, starting with the quarterbacks. And uh, Dave, you know where I have to go first here. And uh, just so you know... I, uh, I'm going to play the music for you that uh, the Chicago Bears have signed Andy Dalton to a one-year $10 million deal with up to $3 million more in incentives. And uh, Dave, can you talk to us how you feel as a Bears fan right now and that you also probably read that Chicago is super aggressive for Russell Wilson? Just, just explain your emotions right now. This is a safe uh, spot, by the way. You can, just li- yeah. you can just air it out. I feel like I should like lean my chair all the way back, turn around. <laughs> Do it. I'm at my therapist's office right now and really <laughs> just get deep. It all started when I was four years old. It was a cold <laughs> night in Chicago. <laughs> no, but but really, I mean, uh, anybody that's been a Bears fan for a long time expected this to happen. You know, it was it was fun. You guys probably saw me out on Twitter hyping up all the all the Russell Wilson news, but deep down in the pit of my heart, I knew it wasn't going to happen. I, I mean, I was shocked to see that Russell Wilson even wanted Chicago when he put that on a list of the four teams that his agent said he'd be willing to go to. I didn't understand why Chicago was even there. The reason he wanted out of Seattle is because they didn't have an offensive line. So then to move to Chicago, it was just a head scratcher for me. I wasn't sure if they just did that, knowing that Chicago was desperate for a quarterback, hoping that would put some pressure on some other teams that actually could make a move for him. Either way, I don't think I ever really bought into the Russell Wilson hype. Uh, with Andy Dalton coming here, you know, it's just one more bridge quarterback. Uh, I, I think this is the end of the Ryan Pace, Matt Nagy era. This just th- this team just has 500 written all over it. You know, we saw Andy Dalton last year. He went into an absolutely loaded Cowboys roster with Ezekiel Elliott, Michael Gallup, Amari Cooper, CeeDee Lamb, and he went four and five. So now we're going to take that same exact quarterback and we're going to put him on a team with a frustrated Allen Robinson as his number one option. Darnell Mooney, who's 
you know, he's going to be a great player. I like Darnell Mooney, but I don't know if he's really a number two when you're comparing that to, you know, Michael Gallup or CeeDee Lamb that they got in Dallas. So, uh, you know, Dalton, he's he's had good supporting offensive cast around him his entire career. Even if you go back to his Cincinnati days, you know, he always had some good receivers there. He always had some playmakers. And right now, I think it's just going to be that Allen Robinson connection that we're going to be seeing a lot of. So I think that you can slot um, Allen Robinson in for another 150 plus targets. But realistically, I don't think this is something that helps the Bears out too much. But uh, good news is for all of you Allen Robinson league managers out there, he finally has, I mean, a serviceable quarterback. You get, you'd have to go all the way back to his college days. He's never had anybody that's been able to put the ball anywhere near him. You know, Matt McGloin and Christian Hackenberg and Blake Bortles, Mitch Trubisky. So at least he's got somebody that is a level up from those guys. But, I mean, this is just a team that has 500 written all over it. And then the, the defense isn't getting any younger. So I think this is the end of the pace Maggie era after this year are you saying that or are you wishing that uh you know I'm I haven't been a huge uh Nagy hater I think that Mitch Trubisky really kind of held him back I think that the offense that he developed really showed some flashes of doing something new and uh you know just just different in the league but you know he was just hampered by a quarterback that was just sailing throws nonstop. so uh, you know, maybe this is what we need, but you know, last year I kind of convinced myself over the entire offseason that Nick Foles was going to be the quarterback that was going to lead us to the promised land. And you know, right now I've got that feeling in my gut that this isn't going to be anything, but you know, this is a uh, I, I got hyped about Mike Lennon, I got hyped about Nick Foles, I've gotten hyped about every single offseason uh quarterback that we brought in. So, you know, talk to me in two months and I'm sure I'll be spinning a different story that Andy Dalton's the truth and he's going to take us to the Super Bowl. But right now it's not something I feel too good about. Such yeah, disrespect awesome. to Trubisky who had a six touchdown game. Do we just forget about that? Honestly, MVP. listen, I'm going to, I'm going to take the other side a little bit. I obviously, you know, if, if you could have Russ versus Andy Dalton, you take Russ 10 times out of 10. And it was kind of interesting to hear that, you know, this, the Seahawks, they or the Bears, they went really hard and, and aggressive in trying to get him, but the Seahawks just said they're not trading him, which I can respect, and I wouldn't trade him either. But I think one difference between the Cowboys and the Bears is that the Bears can get something going on the running game. Last year was really rough for the Cowboys, and um, from week 12 on, David Montgomery was a stud. And I think once you have David Montgomery doing what he was doing last year, and then you add Tariq Cohen into the mix. I think you can have a really, a really potent running game that you don't actually, you know, you have to account for them. You can't just stack the box and, and or if you do stack the box, you know, Andy Dalton has the ability to to hit Allen Robinson or hit somebody on slants. And I really think they could have a somewhat, uh, maybe a better than average offense, which would actually do wonders for them. If they have a better than average offense, I think they can do a lot better than eight hundred and. It'll be interesting to see how it goes, and I think they got Andy Dalton for cheap. I don't, I don't hate it. Imagine well, the last the season thing. saying Tariq Cohen and David Montgomery is a scarier running back matchup than Ezekiel Elliott. I know, I know, but but that's how it happened. Like they, Zeke had a really rough year last year, and it was, you know, at the end of the day, I'd rather have, yeah, at least for fantasy purposes, I'd rather have David Montgomery than Zeke right now. It's fair. So, so me trying to be the optimist, I'm always trying to find the silver lining in this situation. And the one thing I look at is that Andy Dalton, they didn't get him on, you know, this, you know, bank busting contract. $10 yeah. million isn't a lot. And there are still a lot of really good free agents out there. So yep. uh, at first, you know, I didn't even have any of these free agents on my radar for the Bears to pick up. But now because they were able to get a, you know, somewhat serviceable and uh, decent value on a quarterback, I'm hoping that they go out and make a push for, uh, you know, Juju Smith-Schuster or Will Samuel. Will Fuller. Oh, my God. I'd love Will Fuller. I think Will Fuller and Darnell Mooney, you know, they're very similar players. Yeah, they are. So I, I don't know how much that would really help. But you've got Allen Robinson who can play anywhere on the field. He can take snaps out of the slot. He can play outside. He can go down the field. He can run a slant across the middle. Darnell Mooney is really kind of a one-trick pony right now at his stage in development. You know, he's just going to fly down the field and stretch it for you. So I think getting somebody like Curtis Samuel, uh, Juju Smith-Schuster, those guys that can play out of the slot, they can make those tough catches across the middle. They can do some moves after the catch. Uh, those are the guys that I'd really like. So if we can bring in Galladay, I'm not getting my hopes up too much because I think him and, you know, Allen Robinson would be a weird one-two punch. But Curtis Samuel, Juju Smith-Schuster, throw those guys on the offense, and suddenly we could have something somewhat competent. You I really don't. Do. I don't think the Bears are that far away. I really don't. 
All right. Well, let's, but as much as I would love to keep talking bears, there's a <laughs> lot of guys that we do got to get to. So let's move, let's move from Andy Dalton. Let's talk about a guy that's a little bit magical here. And that's Ryan Fitzmagic. Ryan Fitzpatrick signed a one year, $10 million deal with the Washington football team that could be up to $12 million in incentives. And if you hear that sound, that sound, that sound right there that you hear is all the Terry McLaurin dynasty number one guys that are cheering that he finally has a quarterback to throw to. Brad, I'm going to get to you in a second as the Washington guy on this <laughs> this panel. Eric, you haven't really talked too much. So I want to get to you first. What were your thoughts? It's magic. What can you expect from him? Pass catcher wise, are you expecting huge upgrades? What? Give me the lowdown on this Fitzpatrick deal. Yeah, I think as a fan and as a fantasy manager, you have to be ecstatic. I mean, Alex Smith was the quarterback for the majority of the season last year, and I don't think anyone really benefited besides J.D. McKissick getting like 13 targets a game. But you have to figure he's going to throw the ball downfield a little bit more. I put this on our Twitter today. I don't think people realize, and maybe we do because we're in the area, the Washington football team, their culture has been awful for as long as we've been alive. And that article in the post that came out that kind of highlighted some of the things I mean, I'm sure we've heard things that have been even worse than that, kind of in the rumbling. So if you have Rivera, you finally have a, a bridge quarterback that people are going to want to play tough for. Like the the Dolphins, they said last year when they benched him for Tua that people wanted Fitzpatrick in. So that's the type of guy that you want your players playing for. So I think it's great for fantasy managers, especially Terry McLaurin. I think it's great if you're a fan of the team like Brad. Yeah, right now I'm seeing he most likely a lot of people are picking him as like kind of a low end QB one at best. They're kind of putting him in that, you know, not 12. weeks one and two weeks one and two. He's QB one. Oh, yeah, that's true. If you go off his trends, but I think people are putting him around like QB 15 or so like right now with how the roster stands. Maybe they get a few more pass catchers, but people forget he doesn't like throwing to the tight ends. He doesn't like throwing to his backs as much as other quarterbacks. He's a heavy wide receiver guy. So that might limit the value of some guys like a, a J.D. McKissick or a Logan Thomas. So I think that has to be kind of baked in there. Brad, you're the Washington football team guy shaking your head no at my assessments here. So why don't you hop in and tell us about your new quarterback? All right. So first of all, I'll, I'll preface my whole take by saying that's exactly what I would have done. You hire a bridge quarterback to kind of take care of this year before you can get you know, the guy for your future. So I think they did the right thing, first of all. I wouldn't have wanted to go get a Marcus Mariota because he has the ability to play like just well enough that you you might confuse yourself into like giving him a long-term deal and then you set yourself back if he doesn't do well over that long term. So I think they did the right thing by hiring like an aging veteran who has shown that he can lead a team to win. Secondly, um, I think that we barely squeaked by. I, I'm saying we. The Washington football team barely squeaked by and, and won their division in a terrible division. I think if they were in any other division, they wouldn't have made the playoffs. And it's kind of difficult to, you know, count on a defense to be elite year after year after year. Look at the Bears, for instance. You know, they they got Mac and then everything oh, we were was just on. Bears. Well, we're back. <laughs> uh, everything was on the up and up for them. And then they took a little step back. Like it just it, having a consistent defense is very tough to do. Um, and I think we have to count on that defense if we're going to be a playoff team. So at the end of the day, I think this move is kind of perfect because it bridges the gap from this year to next year and, and the year after because they really they're not as close to being a championship contender as as any of us hope. I think this playoff year was a little bit of a mirage. I yeah. like it, like Brad said, only for sort of like a bridge year. But Ryan Fitzpatrick has never made the postseason. No. In his career, so all this talk of a proven winner on the team, a steady hand, is a steady hand who's never made the playoffs. A great beard, though. A guy can only dream. Speaking <laughs> of Dave having the uh, the best beard on this podcast, everybody's all baby faces. Otherwise, Dave, why don't you give your closing thoughts on Fitzpatrick? We move on to the next guy. Well, I, uh, there were there were two teams that I thought Fitzpatrick was a perfect fit for, and we've already talked about both of them: the Bears and Washington. And yeah. obviously, he no, ended up exactly. going to Washington. And those teams, when you look at it, pre-Andy Dalton, pre-Ryan Fitzpatrick, they have very, very similar setups with, you know, a young running back that can get it done in David Montgomery, Antonio Gibson. You got Allen Robinson and you've got 
uh, Terry McLaurin, who are both very similar, you know, just, just guys that are, you know, in their mid twenties and and still trending upwards. Uh, but I, I think that what Ryan Fitzpatrick does, I don't think he puts them in a position to win. First of all, Washington's going to have a very, very tough schedule next year. Now that they won the division, now they get to play all those first place teams next year. Point. So it's going to be tough for them to finish above 500. Uh, but what I think he does is he elevates Terry McLaurin. And, and that's something that, you know, we're, we, we can, beat that like a dead horse but it's true i mean he turned Devonte parker into a wide receiver one i can't even imagine what he's going to do with terry mclaurin yeah no i agree i mean terry mclaurin is a beast with bad quarterbacks and imagine what he's going to be like with the one that can get him the ball like you referenced with andy dalton before i'm interested to see how high terry mclaurin is going not just in dynasty but in redraft I'm, too i'm a little worried about him getting shadowed by everybody's number one corner i think this year he kind of just got you know, whoever was on that side that he was on, which, you know, was a big boon to him. And he's definitely a great wide receiver. And I really like him. In a perfect world, he's our number two receiver. Okay. All right. Well, that's spicy. a that's it, spicy. Just other quarterback news we're not going to dive into. Tyrod Taylor signed a one-year $12.5 million deal with the Texans. Could be the week one starter. See how that plays out. Jacoby Brissett, one-year deal with Miami. You never know if he'll jump in and uh, get some goal line snaps there. And the Saints signed both their quarterbacks, Taysom Hill and uh, Jameis Winston here. Voidable years is a scam. That is outrageous. <laughs> Four-year, $140 million extension that it's entirely voids. But they're both going to roughly be getting paid, it seems like, $12 million this year. An open competition, I think. I speak for everybody on this panel. If Winston's starting, you're probably more interested in the pass catchers on that team. If you have Taysom Hill starting, you're probably lowering the Camaras and the Michael Thomases. Is that fair to say? So wait, I, I, have a, I have a question. If okay. Taysom Hill We haven't even got to the running backs yet. Is it important? I was going to say, if Taysom Hill doesn't start, does he go back to tight end eligible? Like if he goes and packages his tight end. I think, question, I think ESPN learned their lesson and they won't do that again. <laughs> All right, so let's move Who on. Would to start? Some, Who would huh? you start? Who would you start? If I was the Saints? Yeah. I mean, I probably speak because it's a fantasy James. thing. I would, I would start Jameis. Dave, I'm assuming you're a Jameis guy too. I am. Yeah, I thought Jameis was going to be gone. I don't know if you saw. I just got uh, retweeted by Old Takes Exposed this morning. Oh and, man, uh, you've made it. You've made it. Four hundred fifty thousand followers got to see my uh, my take saying that I think there was a ninety nine percent chance that Jameis was going to be playing somewhere else. And <laughs> I, I, I'm shocked, man. He, he took a discount to go back on the team. I thought that uh, I thought he was going to end up in Denver. Chicago, Washington, one of those Ooh. QB needy teams that already Man. had a good offense. And, New uh, way to cover the Twitter page. Just yeah. go on old takes exposed all the time. Just do a bunch of crap takes <laughs> and then we'll send them in to old takes. Like, look at this idiot. And then <laughs> there, there we go. The if any of you uh if any of you had said Taysom Hill, I would have called you racist. <laughs> oh <my God. laughs> uh I think it's kind of interesting. Is Jameis Winston becoming the real life Alex Moran right now? Being like, I'll happily take twelve million dollars to probably be a backup again. I, 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 like, that. I like that. That's a good comparison. That's the greatest, that's the greatest job in, in that in the NFL. Just a backup is. quarterback. Yeah, ask, ask Chase Daniel. There you go. Yeah, man. Daniel made like fifty million dollars throughout his career. Ask Matt Flynn about it too. <laughs> there you go. Uh, let's move to running backs. Luckily, there's not too many to go through. I want to first touch on Aaron Jones, who signed a four-year, $48 million deal to stay in Green Bay. He's tied to the 2024 season. He's averaged over 1,500 yards from scrimmage and 15 touchdowns over the past two seasons, positioning himself as one of the top backs in the league. And he's averaged five and a half yards per carry every single year besides 2019, where he averaged, where actually he scored 19 touchdowns. So you have a guy here that last year, second straight 1,000 yard season, averaged a career high 78.4 yards per game. This is a guy, again, kind of on the upswing, at least with his production. My question to you guys is he a no doubter, no doubter, first round pick in 2021, regardless of format, Dave? Yeah, I, I think he is. And I just wrote that in my article uh, on Fantasy Bros regarding Aaron Jones. I said that he moves into that first round tier. He was the RB2 last year. He was the RB5 the year before. Um, I, you can score from anywhere on the field, and there aren't many players you can say about that. I think the one thing that will be a little cause for concern, and I'm not saying that you, know, you should slide him down your rankings over this, but over the last few seasons, it's been Aaron Jones and Jamal Williams, who are almost carbon copies of each other. Like They have the AJ same Dylan exact Tom. skill set. 
Yeah, and now you've got A.J. Dillon in there, who is a very different back from Aaron Jones and from Jamal Williams. So if there's one thing that Aaron or that A.J. Dillon is built for, it's goal line touches. So that's why, you know, preface this by saying Aaron Jones can score anywhere on the field because he's still going to get a couple of those, you know, 50, 60, 80-yard touchdowns next year. That's just what he does. But when they get close to the like, – last year we saw it. Anytime they were within the five-yard line, they weren't giving the ball to Aaron Jones. They were force-feeding Devontae Adams because mm-hmm. Aaron Jones doesn't have that skill set to be a goal line back. So now with A.J. Dillon in there, um, you know, we might be seeing some some weird games where, you know, it'll be A.J. Dillon, four carries for three yards and a touchdown. I, uh, A.J. Dillon and Howard stat line. Oh, that yeah, six carries, eight yards, three touchdowns. I have a, I have a bit of a hot take. And it's not backed by any statistics. It's just I just feel it in my gut. I think um, uh, Aaron Jones is going to be kind of the new Todd Gurley. Like as soon as they get paid, you're going to see that that production decline. No fault of his own. It's just the backup just does all the things that he does well, just as well. And he's he's hungry and he's cheap and he's going to be coming in at the goal line. And he's I, I just think it's going to be a big problem for Aaron Jones owners that you're going to get a lot of touchdowns vultured by A.J. Dillon. John is he's, he's 26. I mean, he's he's one year away from that age where we see every running back just hit a exactly. wall. Unless your name is Adrian Peterson or Frank Gore, you don't make it past age 27. So yep. he's, he's yeah, probably got, he got another paid. year or two left in the tank. He got paid just in yeah. time. John, is A.J. Dillon a top five handcuffed running back? Handcuff? He's a great handcuff. I really wouldn't draft him that early. You know, he could be the three. He could be the two. It's, it's, there's too much uncertainty to take him for anything other than a handcuff at this point. Yeah, I think it's kind of interesting because people that take Aaron Jones in the first round are almost certainly going to probably go two or three rounds above his ADP to make sure that they get him. Because I'm I'm envisioning him being the top earned handcuff prize or maybe one of the top three there because – if anything happens to Aaron Jones and he gets that full workload, he's going to get his, he's just going to be talked at on every single fantasy program. Everybody was already hyping him up this off season anyway, before he was Aaron Jones was resigned. So uh, it'll be interesting to see kind I of peaked at the rundown, another top handcuff Devonta Booker, Devonte Booker. He's, he's, you almost know like where I'm going next. I'll, I'll <laughs> let's slide right into the Devonte Booker talk here. I want to bring up him and I want to bring up Carlos Hyde, who both signed two years, $6 million deals. Very different type of roles, maybe, in each team. Devontae Booker seems to be the clear backup for Saquon. Carlos Hyde's going back to play with Urban Meyer. So you don't know if this is to split work with James Robinson. You don't know if it's just going to be a high-value handcuff. So one guy seems like the role is defined, the other one doesn't. Eric, I want to go to you first. What do you picture how this is going to play out with both these backfields? Yeah, I mean, I think if you're Jacksonville, you're not too worried about Carlos Hyde, and I say that now, and it's probably going to backfire, and I'll be on old takes exposed. But I don't think there's any way that Robinson can handle the workload he did last year, so I think it's actually good to keep him fresh and healthy. For Devontae Booker, I think, like, remember, like, three years ago, we were all really hyped up when they they got rid of C.J. Anderson. It's like, oh, it's Devontae Booker time. I feel like all New York Giants backups just – end up to Wayne Gallman. It's like, oh, they signed Devontae Freeman. Nope, ends up Wayne Gallman's job. So, like, I'm expecting Wayne Gallman to be the starting running back by, like, week eight, week nine. Well, he's not currently signed right now. They're going to bring him back. They're going to bring him back. I'm telling you, Wayne Gallman will be there (laughs) week nine, week ten. All right, well, we're going to call you out on it when he signs with, like, uh, the Jets or something. Hey, as long as he's back by the Giants week nine, week ten, I'm saying. (laughs) Dave, what are your thoughts on these other kind of smaller backfield news that came out yeah you know uh there were people that got a little bit nervous about carlos Hyde because of that urban meyer reunion and i get that but at the end of the day james robinson was so good at what he did last year i mean there aren't a lot of running backs in the nfl that can do what he did as far as being a complete back when it comes to running the ball blocking catching out of the backfield making plays in the open field i mean he is as complete of a back as there is in the nfl so I, I I understand that there's that connection, but I think if anything, Carlos Hyde is there more as a mentor role than anything else. He knows Urban Meyer. He's going to help develop James Robinson, but he's 31 years old. We haven't seen Carlos Hyde do that much, really. I mean, he, you know, he always ends up in these roles because of injuries, but um, I, I don't think that Carlos Hyde is any threat to James Robinson. I think that Carlos Hyde signing there is one of the best case scenarios. You knew that they were going to add some depth. I'd rather it be you know, Carlos Hyde than somebody that would actually be a real threat at his job. 
I don't know, man. I'm I'm still kind of a I'm a bit of a James Robinson truther. I think anybody in that no, Jets offense. What you talked about, Divino no, Zigbo no. taking his that's job. A truther in the mean in the in the way that I think that, he's that's not. That's what truther like, actually means. It's like yeah, anti- exactly. <laughs> it's anti. But Dave, so, you know, it was on a, on a podcast late last year. He was saying sell James Robinson. Obviously, the, the schedule was very tough, but he was like Divino Zigbo is going to come and take like 30% of the carries. He still might. Hey, I, I was I was a proponent for selling James Robinson too. But um, I, you know, listen, as the season went on, he just got I, – I traded James Robinson for Joe Mixon after week the four. Things, the thing oh, about man. the Jaguars running back one is that they're just going to get all the workload. Like we saw Leonard Fournette. Leonard Fournette was excellent. Does that mean that he, you know, is some elite running back? Not necessarily. You know, whoever's getting the RB1 carries is going to be – the, the workhorse on that team, especially with a rookie a rookie quarterback coming in with uh, Trevor Lawrence. And, you know, they might even take a little bit of a hit because Trevor Lawrence can run a bit. So I I honestly think Carlos Hyde, like you, you don't really need a mentor for a running back because they're only going to be in the league for, you know, six yes. years. Right. Yeah. So it's I don't I think Carlos Hyde is still very serviceable. He played well last year with his with his carries and. I don't know. I, I worry a little bit about about his usage. I, I think I think James Robinson going in the first round would scare me. That's well said. It's, it's crazy. Carlos Hyde is two years removed from the quietest a thousand yard season ever. Yeah, yeah. Very. It's very true. Let's move to. I think this is kind of the more interesting part of free agency: the wide receivers and tight ends, because there's been a lot of movement on both fronts. And let's start in New England here. With two wide receivers brought in, Kendrick Bourne of Eric's beloved 49ers, three-year, $22.5 million. It's a lot to pay for Kendrick Bourne. Oh, yeah. And Nelson Aguilar, two years, $26 million of Foosball's Raiders. How do you feel about these deals, and how do you feel about these guys? I'm assuming you're not drafting Bourne outside the deepest of leagues, but you got Nelson Aguilar, 48 grabs for 896 yards and eight touchdowns in his breakout 2020. Johnny, I want to go to you first. You're the Nelson Aguilar guy on this show having been with your team. Can you tell us if it's going to be something we should expect good stuff with the Patriots here? Yeah. I mean, from a, a purely football perspective, maybe it seemed like a little bit of money, but it doesn't seem like that's an issue in new England right now at all. So why not overpay? Um, I, I love Aguilar a lot. He was, you know, he had a couple drops here and there, but he was insanely clutch at times and he was making big catches and long catches too. He was making those big 70 yard, exciting plays. He was almost, Obviously not to the extent that a Tyreek Hill is, but he had that ability to big play ability. All it takes is one 60-yard touchdown to turn the day. Did you compliment Tyreek Hill? Um, no, I just said Nelson Aguilar is not in his realm. He's not really – That's a compliment. Really, you compliment uh, yeah, Tyreek Hill. Tyreek Hill in that he doesn't have abuse problems. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, Dave, he doesn't like throwing any of my Chiefs compliments, so I was very shocked. I had to just make sure he was okay. Uh, Dave, what were your thoughts on these Patriots wide receivers that were brought in? Um, I don't know. I've, I'm still kind of trying to process it. You know, there's so many good wide receivers available. I don't understand why Bill Belichick is reaching at the bottom of the barrel and then paying these guys top dollar. I mean, paying $48 million for Kendrick Bourne and Nelson Aguilar. Um. You know, but Bill Belichick has shown it throughout his entire time in Patriots. There are so many times where he makes these moves and people doubt him, doubt him, and then he turns it around and ends up, you know, working out for him. So this this could be one of those situations. But looking at it on the surface right now, I'm scratching my head a little bit and wondering what he's doing there. Yeah, they. I think I've read that they've spent the second most amount of money in the beginning of the free agency period since it existed already. I think the hundred forty million dollars in commitments so far. So I'll it's tell you big. what. Those uh those two tight end sets are back, man. Well, we're gonna get to that. Don't Brad, don't tease them in. He's just one year off. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Let's uh Doc, give us a little Kendrick Bourne background before we move to our next wide receiver. So Kendrick Bourne's the type of receiver that he'll make like a contested catch over two people, and you'll be like, How does he do that? And then he drops a wide open slant. His drop percentage was around eight percent last year, and I don't think the 49ers were gonna bring him back. They have Debo, they have Brandon Ayuk. They have George Kittle. They throw the running backs a lot. They've been using two tight end sets themselves with Ross Dwelly. And I mean, John Lynch just made another bad move trading or signing Kyle Juszczyk to a five-year, $27.5 million extension. So at least he can't make multiple bad moves yet. 
You love your GM. Oh Let's gosh, be- he is. I, you know what? I I gotta admit, I, I was so bullish on him to begin when he fleeced Ryan Pace for a third round <laughs> pick to move up, for them to move up one spot for, for Trubisky. I was an eggplant emoji. He he got back and got Ruben Foster. I said we're in good hands. He is awful. <laughs> Eric, I was going to say that the Bay Area needs to fire their GMs, but then I remember the Raiders are in Vegas still. (laughs) There you go. Let's let's talk about a uh, wide receiver that might be more interesting. Let's talk about Corey Davis. Three-year, $37.5 million, $27 million guaranteed with the New York Jets. The former fifth overall pick overcame a disappointing rookie season and put together a solid three-year stretch with the Titans, and including his career year in 2020 where he had 65 catches for 984 yards and five touchdowns. Kind of played second fiddle, third fiddle, I guess sometimes to Johnny Smith, depending on how you looked at it. But he did have three touchdowns in six career playoff games with the Titans. The potential is there. Dave, I'll go to you first. What what were your thoughts when he went to the Jets? Obviously, they have Denzel Mims. They have Jamison Crowder already there. Is this someone you're going to get excited about and want to draft? Uh, no, I'm, I'm not getting excited about anybody on the Jets at all. <laughs> I'm sorry, but there's nobody on the Jets that can excite me. Um, I mean, what I, Chris I Herndon? It's his breakout season. Yeah. So was uh, what, how, how many years have we been waiting for Chris Herndon to break out now? <laughs> um, I mean, who knows? There could be a huge culture change. I love Robert Sala. I mean, I'm hoping that he can go there and just change the culture. But I've got to see it before I start buying it. And, you know, maybe I'll, I'll throw some late round flyers out there, but it's not something that I can see happening just at the flip of the switch this offseason. So I love Corey Davis. Um, I know that everybody is big on the Denzel Mims hype train and rightfully so. I mean, he looked great last year in his opportunity, but I think that Corey Davis is going to be the number one receiver there. Uh, but when's the last time? And uh, I mean. Jamison Crowder was the number one receiver last year, and he had a couple serviceable weeks here and there, but it's not something that I think you're going to be able to get a lot of consistency out of. Um, do you have the details of the contract again? Because they gave him 50-something million, right? They, they- uh, it is. It was a $37 million deal $37. with $27 million guaranteed. Yeah, so that's that's a decent amount of money, so they're going to keep him heavily involved. Um, I, I do like Denzel Mims and Corey Davis as a one-two punch. But, uh, you know, I've, I've got to see a, a culture change and I've got to see Sam Darnold take a step forward before I'm invested in any pass catchers in New York. That's fair. And I'm sure the ADP will probably rise on them as the season goes on. They'll, in camp, they'll be like, Corey Davis looks really good. He's uh, added 15 pounds of muscle or something like that. And I, I think you know, the Jets have three really solid number two receivers. Yeah. yeah. That's what I mean, I'm saying. Connor Mims and Corey Davis, they're all number two receivers, though. They're they're a running back away from being like an actually solid offense. Like they, Michael P. they just have, yeah, exactly. They just have guy. no, they have no like dependable RB one. I, I think they were hoping they would get that with Le'Veon Bell, and it just didn't happen. If they spend their draft capital on a a running back that can actually you know get them fifteen hundred yards, a thousand to fifteen hundred yards, like that's they become somebody that you actually have to scheme against and they're very hard to do that. You're going to have Mims, you're going to have Crowder and now Corey Davis. And I, for what it's worth, I think Sam Darnold's actually competent um, when he's not, you know, seeing ghosts. I think he can actually, <laughs> if he has time in the pocket, he can hit people. And um, I, I honestly don't think it's a terrible place to be provided they have a run game. That's fair. Let's move to the last wide receiver I want to talk about. And that's Marvin Jones, who while I was working out, so I had to make sure I, I squeezed this one in here in the show notes last minute. Signed a two-year deal with Jacksonville, $14.5 million with $9.2 million guaranteed. According to an insider Jacksonville source that I know, he's going to be the number three wide receiver in that offense behind DJ Chark and LaVisca Chenault. Very confident when he said that as well. So I'm curious, what value do you see for Marvin Jones, Doc? I want to start with you. Is it worth I'm sure he's going to be drafted in most leagues or is it going to be someone you're going to be trying to get for the new quarterback, Trevor Lawrence? No, I was never a Marvin Jones fan because he'll have like two for 33, four for 44, and then you bench him and then he has a four touchdown game. So he's a guy I'll be playing in DFS, but I won't be taking in season. I mean, that was with Detroit. I don't know if that's necessarily going to carry over with a different quarterback. You never know. I I understand what you mean because I I got bit by that a lot in DFS, but... Um, I just don't like putting a lot of stock into somebody that I think like Marvin Jones's name value is what's going to have him. And you don't have to spend an early pick on him, but you mentioned he's the third with a rookie quarterback that's coming off shoulder surgery. 
it's just not someone that I I'm willing to take probably where he's going and somebody's probably going to overdraft him. Johnny, what about you? What are you doing with Marvin Jones? Yeah, I mean, you can't say he's getting an upgrade at quarterback necessarily. So I don't see why there would be anything about the change that would make you, oh, he's going to have a better year or a more consistent year. That's yeah, well said, Dave. Well, anything he'll be the number one. You said he could be the number one? I'm saying he will be the number one as opposed to where he was. You think he'll be the number one in Jacksonville? Yeah, that, I mean, who else is going to be ahead of him? They lost Chark or well, well Chark's still there. Lose. I've I've been hearing that they're. Well, I shouldn't say I've been hearing That's like I'm like plugged sport. in. I think I saw that thing you're talking but about. I've been getting the Ravens. No, no, I I saw. What, what were you gonna say, Dave? It's that one dude the like Ravens. That, yeah. It's the, well, it's the one dude that like has the Randy Moss avatar that's been nah. like blowing up on Twitter with all this. Like all of a sudden he's an insider, and I think someone quote tweeted it. I don't think it's like been any talks from what I've heard. But well, whether whether Chark is there or not, I think he's the number one receiver. To be honest, right, well, there's that's a. I actually haven't heard somebody that confident in it. I mean, I, it's interesting. I've looked. I've kind of look at how Trevor Lawrence distributed his targets at Clemson because some guys like the, the slot more. Some guys are an X wide receiver guy. Uh, so I, I'm kind of interested. I have to look more into how he distributed. I think that will probably play a role too. Dave, what are your thoughts on it? I, I did a dive on uh, Marvin Jones the other day when I was looking at all the free agents, and he's missed a lot of games, obviously, throughout yeah. his career in Detroit. But what blew my mind, five seasons in Detroit, and his per 16-game average was 996 yards. So he's missed some time, but, I mean, he's basically putting up 1,000-yard seasons every single year, and he's never been the number one option. Yep. Um, that being said, you know, he goes to a team that has some really, really talented pass catchers. I thought yesterday when they signed Philip Dorsett, I thought that was it. I thought they were done. You know, they wanted to get that veteran in there. So bringing Marvin Jones in, um, you know, it's going to help these younger guys develop. But the trio that they had of Colin Johnson, LaVisca Chenault, and DJ Chark, I loved all three of those guys. And and they're young. They're 22, 23, and 24 years old. So I thought Philip Dorsett was that veteran, veteran leadership that they needed in the locker room. So them going out and bringing in Marvin Jones, that just gives them a little bit more leadership. But I think what that does – is really, really caps the ceiling for my boy Colin Johnson. I wanted Colin Johnson to have a huge season, and uh, I, I think it's going to take him another couple of years to break Man. out now with Marvin Jones ahead of him. I know your fantasy drafts are just hell, like middle rounds. You have so much love for these like secondary <laughs> wide receivers. You, you're giving Mooney love. You're giving Philip Dorsett love. You're giving... No, no love for Philip Dorsett. <laughs> I, I like the veteran leadership that he brings, but man, Colin oh, okay. Johnson, have you seen that dude? Yeah, yeah he, looks like, he looks like a, like a power forward out there playing football. <laughs> What is numbers there, is aren't Chris, coming together yet though? Is Chris nah, Conley a free agent, or is Chris Conley still there? Chris Conley and Didi Westbrook are both gone. Okay. Oh yeah, where's Didi Westbrook heading? Uh, probably he's going golf. The, he's going. He's going <laughs> to the trash. That's where he's I going. You tell us. Is, wait, is, is it? <laughs> I'm hearing is the, it, the Ravens. Is it crazy to say? <laughs> is it crazy to say that Marvin Jones is the NFC version of Sammy Watkins, where he has like a really no, big I, game? No, 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 no. I give him is a little Brent, more credit than that. Or is David somehow taking offense to Sammy Watkins, who's been on the? He doesn't play. Like Sammy years. Watkins has never played. Like he doesn't play. Like Marvin Jones is at David, least out there for like ten or eleven games. Sammy Watkins misses at least eight games a year. Sammy Watkins comes up with some Sammy Watkins tweets uh, last week. I'm I'm hoping that <laughs> I don't know where he's gonna end up, but man, I'm ready. That dude was so much fun to watch in Buffalo. I hope he, he can get it going again. And I, I mean, I have a space in my heart for him for what he did to Richard Sherman in the Super Bowl, but Cut like. Up. <laughs> but i mean yeah I'm, I'm not interested in walk-ins at this point uh let's move to the last position let's talk about tight ends I w- let's just touch on gronk real quick resigns a one-year eight million dollar deal worth up to 10 with tampa they they're running it back they're copying the chiefs should we expect anything different in 2020 one that we saw in 2020. Kansas City Chiefs were the first team to ever try to attempt a repeat. No, the, they were the one that, that made run it back a thing. Then. They were the, the one that Chiefs, made the hashtag run it back a thing. Syndrome, Dave. Oh my gosh. Are you saying the I Chiefs? I must have the, the news. Did they give Tom Brady half a billion dollars too? I know, right? <laughs> David, are you what saying the Chiefs are the first? I didn't say they were the first to try to go back to back, but they were the one. But to say run it back. They were the first to say, like, yeah, like run it back. Like they were the ones that hashtag that. What's up, so, Manny? So, so run it back, Turbo is not an opening to a song. Like I'm, you act like used in the football sense 
All right, I'm going to mute you in a second. The Chiefs so. are the first team in the AFC West ever to utter that expression in 2020. <laughs> That's what you sound like. Let's, let's go back to it. No other team has even tried. They, most of them don't even play the next season after they win. They take the year off. <laughs> yeah, they got back-to-back Super Bowls appearances. I'll take that. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, appearances, buddy. Uh, so let's talk about Gronk, who had 45 catches, 623 yards, seven touchdowns this season. I'm just going to ask, over or under that, and let's just go around the horn. Dave, over or under 45 for 623 and seven touchdowns, do you think he's going to have a better or worse season? Better. Okay. So top 10 tight end pretty easily? Uh, I mean, that's a whole different game that we're talking right now because so much of that comes down to touchdowns. I, yeah. I just I was looking at this the other day. The difference between the tight end six and the tight end 17 was three touchdowns. So like the tight end 17, if they caught an extra three touchdowns, they'd have been finishing top six. I mean, it's just that's once true. you get once you get past that first two tiers of tight ends, it all comes down to touchdowns. So uh, targets will be there, but uh, I, I don't know how we'll finish. Doc, what about you over or under those numbers? Under. He's probably going to take like eight games off. Figure they have Antonio Brown maybe for a full season. Figure Mike Evans and Chris Godwin. Yeah, Antonio Brown's not signed yet. I said they might. They might. Cameron Braid emerged a little bit in the playoffs. I mean, keep in mind, Gronk was held catchless in the game against the Washington football team. Like, he really didn't emerge in the postseason until the Super Bowl. So, I can't imagine having him that much consistent production, but we'll see him and Brady have that connection. OJ Howard's coming back, too. I think people forget that. That's another person in that offense that could take away stuff from him. Brad, what about you? Over or under? I think over. Um, I think we have to remember that like the first four to six games of this year for him was like still him coming back, getting into football shape. He had to bulk up so much from, from how much weight he lost when he was out. Like it's, I think he's going to have a whole year under his belt where number one, he knows the system now. Number two, they're going to use him more in the passing game. And number three, that's, you know, he's, he's just going to be even further removed from taking off a year. So he's going to be, he's healthy now. He's, He's bulked up again, and I expect him to have a good year. Johnny, what about you? Under. I feel like people always like play both sides. When he takes the year off, oh, he's going to be super healthy. You know, he hasn't taken a hit in a while. He trick. plays for a year. All of a sudden, you know, oh, it's, the rust is gone. Not that he was hit last year and he may have injuries again. You know, <laughs> everybody loves to play both sides of the, their Gronkowski game, and I'm going under like I did at the beginning of this season. What a good question from the host. Got two and two. That was just on the fly too. So that was, I'm giving myself a pat on the back for that. Let's let's go to the last one here. And the news that's kind of been just circulating Twitter everywhere. And that's why I saved it for last. Patriots signed John U. Smith. Everybody has him as, oh my God, this is, he's going to be, the, this is the year of John U. Smith. It's it's free John U. Smith. $50 million over four I'm years. Oh, I mean, you have to just look over fantasy Twitter. It's just everybody was going nuts. And everybody, the the tight end window for Johnny Smith being relevant lasted about 24 hours. Because <laughs> then they, they signed tight end Hunter Henry to a three-year, $37.5 million deal, $25 million guaranteed. They secured both the top tight ends on the market, which was clearly a need for them because last season, Ryan Izzo led them with 13 catches for 199 yards and no touchdowns. Actually was the worst season for a collective group of tight ends in five years. So much needed upgrade. They brought in the two best ones. We'll go around the horn for this last one here. Dave, what are you doing with these guys? Are are they just going to eat into each other so much you're staying away from both? Or what are you doing? Yeah, um, I'm, I'm not crazy about either of these guys right now. Uh, I I think that I'm going to have zero shares of both Johnny Smith and Hunter Henry. Uh, I like Johnny Smith, but I don't like the fit here. Uh, Bill Belichick, you know, he praised Johnny Smith a couple of years ago, and that's been getting circulated like crazy. But one thing that I'd like to point out is that he praised his blocking ability and his running ability before his pass catching ability. <laughs> Good point. And I, I, I mean it. I mean, the Patriots, they're a run heavy team right there. And Bill Belichick likes those players that don't care about the stats that are willing to go out there and do the dirty work. So, you know, I, I don't understand how people are sitting here saying that Johnny Smith and Hunter Henry are both going to be tight end ones because guess what? Cam Newton threw eight touchdowns last year. I don't think that he's suddenly going to be a 30 touchdown quarterback. So it's, 
you know, I'm, I'm avoiding both of them just because there's so much uncertainty. I mean, John New Smith could end up being that guy and break out next year, but it could just as easily be Hunter Henry. The really scary thing for me is what, like I said earlier, when you're looking at tight ends, you want to get the guys that are going to get the touchdowns right now. When they get in the red zone, they have five guys that make for good red zone opportunities. You've got Cam Newton who could run it in. You've got Damian Harris who could run it in. You've got Kendrick Bourne who's a dog in the end zone. And then you've got Hunter or uh, Hunter Henry and Johnu Smith. So I don't think that this is going to be a powerhouse offense. And then you have five guys that are going to be dividing up the touchdowns pretty evenly. So I'm, I'm, I'm trying to avoid this offense a little bit heading into next year. Don't forget plotster. Uh, Sony Michelle. <laughs> yeah. Oh, yeah. <laughs> God. I, I mean, David, you, you put it a good way. It's like, I don't think I want anybody from that offense without like, it, it sounds just like you already know Bill Belichick doesn't care about your fantasy team. So that already adds into the element too. He's not going to probably go want to target one guy in there. So you know, Doc, what about you? A, if you're playing in a league that's got defense and special teams though, go after the Patriots. You know, they were that like cheat code back in 2019. And I think that we're going to see that again next year. They've got all those guys that are opting back in after taking last year off. They signed a bunch of splashy free agents. So mm-hmm. that defense is going to be awesome next year. I agree. Doc, what about you? What are your thoughts on these two tight ends? Yeah. I mean, as someone that took Johnny last year and like the, 15th, 16th round, I got really excited because he started out the year great. And I'm like, oh, that's perfect tight end value. But he was very touchdown dependent. And that's, I guess that's the the roulette of the tight end position itself. But as Dave mentioned, Cam did only throw eight touchdowns last year. I'm more bullish on Hunter Henry, but then selling him after like four or five games before he inevitably gets hurt. So I'm probably going to look somewhere else for tight end. But if I had to pick one, it'd be Henry over the two. And, you know, it's always that option if the Patriots, I think they have the 15th pick in the draft, if they go and they trade up and get one of the top quarterbacks and it's somebody they're like, okay, this is not saying they're going to be Justin Herbert, but someone that's a really good thrower that you think. I'm hearing Trey Lance under the tutelage of Cam Newton. Last, last, last Bears reference. Wouldn't it be funny if the Patriots took Kyle Pitts? Like the, the Bears had like Jimmy Graham who they gave a no trade clause to and Adam Shaheen. And then the pick right before the prop bet for Cole Komet, you're like, okay, the Bears already have two tight ends, and they go with a third. So it's kind of absurd to me how high Kyle Pitts is going right now in mock drafts. Like, he's gonna I, probably I be a top six or seven pick. I think that's that, wild that to me. Like, when's the last time a tight end went that high? TJ Hawkinson, Eric Ebron, I think was like a, the ninth pick or something too. We, we just looked at this at a uh, show that I was at yesterday. The last time a tight end's gone in the top ten, I can't even. Uh, it was Kellen Winslow. Ooh, oh, which is oh. another mistake. Senior. <laughs> yeah, that, I, it is scary. I mean, but I feel like he's the most wide receiver tight end probably people have seen in a long time. But that's not like, like a good thing. Like it, like Evan Ingram, for instance, like if you're not fast enough to be a wide receiver, but you're faster than linebacker, like it just doesn't ever work out as like this, this scary matchup that nobody can stop. Like you're just kind of, I, like you're never worth the top 10 pick. Yeah. Mm-hmm. John, why don't you put a bow on this and we can move on. What are your yeah, thoughts? I, you guys said it. You, you don't trust um, Patriot running backs at all because they're too inconsistent and split between them. So you translate that to the most inconsistent position in fantasy sports and it just doesn't sound great. Well said. I completely agree. There's going to obviously be a, a ton of more stuff coming out. So we'll have to keep an eye on it. But for now, those are the big offensive news. So make sure you act accordingly as you get prepared for your drafts. I know some people like to do theirs early. Other people are just mocking, seeing how their team looks. So take the advice and use it as you will. With that being said, let's move to our question of the week. With Dave here, we had to get a little sexified here. Well, don't worry, I'll cut that, guys. Yeah, I don't know <laughs> what's happening right there. It, it's 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 better than the other um, sound you do. I, yeah, don't like, bring that up. Let's keep have, this PG. Yeah, I have like forty sounds on there. So you know which one I'm talking about. I, I do, I do. <laughs> so, right. Brad, oh. what, what's our question this week? My question of the week: You're the best agent in the world, and you can take your pick of any non-QB in the league. Who are you picking? Now let's start with the guests first, Dave. Who are you picking? So you're just saying, like, I, I, I'm building a team with any non-quarterback. No, no, you're gonna be their agent. You get it. You oh. get a piece of all. You get a piece of all their money, all their future money, endorsements, everything. Any non-QB, who are you picking? All right, 
got to take age into consideration a little bit too. You know, I, I immediately yeah, jumped to absolutely. Aaron Donald, but he's locked up for a few years, so he might uh-huh. not get that second big contract. Oh man, you, you can come back. You're, to you you're not going to like this, it. but uh, I, I think Terry McLaurin. You know that guy. He's oh, only got one year okay. on his deal, and I think he's going to get paid next year. So I'd, I'd be all over Terry McLaurin. I like uh, that because I'm a huge fan of him. You know the advanced statistics, all that stuff. Absolutely loves him. So I I, I wouldn't mind taking Terry McLaurin when he becomes a free agent. I think he's going to go out and get himself a $100 million contract. I like that pick. Doc, what about you? I was going to make a joke and say Richard Sherman because he represents himself. But I <laughs> I would I would say Juju Smith-Schuster because I want, to get paid, I want to get paid right now. Juju yep. Smith is currently a free <laughs> that agent. That was going to be my pick. You don't have to wait next year for Terry McLaurin. But also, and you think about... Think about and and that dope TikTok money. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, exactly. yeah. <laughs> exactly. We're, we're getting, we're getting, we're getting that TikTok. We're getting that TikTok money. We're getting endorsements. And TikTok money. Get him out. Represent TikTok. Got a nice well, hey, hey, we're we're getting we're bringing back the Juju's candies or the Juju bees. We're getting his face <laughs> on them. We're endorsing. He's like twenty. How old is he? Hey, can he's he buy like alcohol yet? Can he buy alcohol? Yet? Well, if we're talking endorsements and advertisers and all that, we are, man. Uh, yeah, yeah, you, you had to figure, you had to factor that in. Terry McLaurin is kind of a silent guy. I don't feel like he's a face for that type of stuff. Give me, give me Cole Komet then. Good looking young dude. And then uh, I got this idea. He's going to start a personal training program. It's going to be called Committed to Excellence. <laughs> oh, there we go. We're going to go. I like that. Yeah, okay. we're franchising. We're merchandising. I've, Maybe we'll I've, cut I've that out. Yeah, I don't it. think you want anybody taking that. From you. <laughs> <laughs> Brad, who are you going with? I, I'm with Doc. I'm going Juju. I, I think he's so young. He's going to have multiple contracts. You want a wide receiver. They're very out there. They're getting their face on on camera, on the screen. Um, he's, you know, he's doing all the TikTok dances. He's very locked into the, the internet space, which will get you those endorsements and you know, Twitch money and all that, all sorts of stuff like that. So I think he's my pick. What about you, Johnny? If we're going just by, you know, length of how much career they have left, I'm going Frank Gore. He's got, you know, 25 years left. <laughs> <laughs> That's a good point. Take a million a year. <laughs> he it's, do commercials, it'll though. be like the Bobby Bonilla deal. Like, I'll just keep getting paid because Frank Gore will still get, you know, 200 carries with somebody. <laughs> I love it. See, I'm a guy that's that's patient, so I'll just hitch my wagon to Justin Jefferson when he gets the highest amount ever okay, for a wide that's receiver. A good pick. That's yeah, whenever, a good pick. whenever he gets in three years, when he gets the hugest contract for a wide receiver in history or whatever, then I'll reap the benefits. Gorgeous. Then, hugest. All right. My my other answer, Tyrod Taylor, because I'm going to sue all the doctors <laughs> from the Chargers <laughs> and make bank off that. Oh, that's a good God. spot for him, by the way. I like that he went there. He's yeah. going to get started again. I QB like that too. Brad's QB 12 next year. Preview. Uh, I was just about to say, he's going to be in my top 12. Oh my God. Well, that was actually a pretty good question, Brad. I, I, we had been in a little bit of a lull the last few weeks. So way to bring us out of that question, lull. And let's, let's go to the last segment. That's our game of the week. Cut it short so we don't get copyrighted. Brad, <laughs> why don't you tell us what we're playing? All right. So, I'm going to name a team, and you're going to tell me their highest-paid non-quarterback. You get one point for the player and an extra point if you can guess their annual cap hit. How many are we doing? Uh, we'll play it by ear. I'll say like five if it goes too long. Do we All say right. we're, Do we say our name or the player when we want to give the answer? Uh, I'm going to go. I'm going to go around to each of you. It'll be. I'm going to keep the same order. It'll be Dave, John, Dave. Then There's die. two Daves. You gotta clarify. Dave, the host. Okay. Yeah, that you're first. Then John. Then Dave. Then Doc. Okay. So, who should I start with? I'll do the Bears. So we're gonna do 2021 non QB. Guess their cap hit and who it is. It sucks. Like I have to go before. Dave Kluge, because I could just hitched my wagon to his answer. Yeah. <laughs> um, oh, sorry. This is, also, oh. this is also according to Spotrack. Okay. Oh, that, actually, that extra time just gave me the answer. I'm pretty sure it's Khalil Mack, and it's probably like, uh, I'm going to say it's uh, the cap hit, I'll, I'll say $23 million. Johnny? 
Uh, I'll go Cleo Mack as well for 19 million. Dave. Yeah, I think it's Khalil Mack for sure. And uh, I, I'm right around David's answer, but I think it's 24 million. Doc? Uh, Khalil Mack, 21 and a half million. Uh, you're all wrong. It's actually Kyle Fuller, 20 what? million cap hit. Wow. That's absurd. This is like sometimes you run into those players with like their backloaded deals or something. And uh-huh. they, they he was paid like 8 million the year before, but now it's 20. That's- that's what's happened. His base salary is thirteen million in twenty twenty one. His cap hits twenty. Wow, <laughs> interesting. Khalil Mack, his base salary is only a million next year, and his cap hit is going to be fourteen. That's wow. interesting. So Allen yeah, Robinson, Robert Quinn, bonus last year. I think that's yeah. how he did it. Yeah, Allen Robinson. So it's Kyle Fuller, Allen Robinson, Robin Robert Quinn, and then Khalil Mack. Interesting. All right, let's go to the next one. You're all at zero. I'm going to go to the Washington football team. Dave, you're up first. Um, I'm going to go with... This one's not as easy to predict here. I want it to be something shocking, like someone who's not on the team anymore. <laughs> I'm going to... Albert Haynesworth. I mean, if, yeah, I mean, maybe... maybe <laughs> I don't I think Alex do Smith. All, they're all on the team. Okay, I was going to say Alex Smith. I thought might still be on their cap, but I guess not. I'll go Ryan Fitzpatrick with the ten million dollars. He had nine QBs, David. Oh, that's right, duh. <laughs> uh, no, no, he gets an extra. Wrong answer. That's the wrong answer, anyway. Yeah. <laughs> well, I figured. Yeah, with no QBs. I forgot. Do I get another chance? No. Yeah, go ahead. Go ahead. You get another chance, Dave. All right. I'll just. I'll say. Um, it's probably a defensive player. Oh and I'll God. say uh, forever. Yeah, it sucks going first. I don't know. I'll I'll just say Terry McLaurin and ten million, but I know I'm wrong, so I'll just speak. He, has, he hasn't been paid yet. I know. That's why I'm just taking the L and moving on. You have Johnny. I'm thinking. I stalled long for you, so. Oh no! Well, I I didn't actually think I was making fun of you. The this whole is time. a terrible game. I should have picked something different. <laughs> no, I I think I have the answer. Who is it, yeah. Doc? I'll take Eric's answer. For, uh, <laughs> am, am, am I skip? Are we skipping Dave? Yeah, yeah, he's taking yours. Okay, uh, I'm gonna say Landon Collins, 15 mil. That is a good one. Dave, I said 15 mil. He stole that for me. Little little uh, tip for tat with us. Oh, yeah, assist. I, nice. I, I know it's somebody on the defense, man. I, I got no idea. Um, my first thought was that Josh Norman was still getting paid there, but I don't think that's right. All uh, right, so that, the answer get, is yeah, yeah. You get a zero. The answer is Brandon Scherf, eighteen million. I was thinking him actually, but I was like, uh, "Oh my gosh, you were thinking but, with uh, the five minutes you had." <laughs> but Doc, shout out to you because Landon Collins is actually second place with seventeen million. Nice. I got, I got this next one. Yeah, I doubt. All right, you know what? Let's let's give you a chance here, Kansas City Chiefs. Let's go. You're gonna get this wrong. <laughs> uh, I've. Faith, uh, I believe, I believe it's either Chris Jones or Tyron Matthew because Kelsey and, and Hill actually are on pretty cheap deals for okay, like what they're are, worth. So I think wrong. Johnny, you're up. <laughs> <laughs> Damn. Um, I is it Frank Clark with 22 million? That, Did you not hear up. what I said? Well, no, I do. Th- I do think it's Frank Clark, but I'm going to go. 20. I said it was one of either Frank Clark or Tyron Matthew. And he said they were. You said Chris else. Jones. You said Chris you said Jones. Jones. Oh, I'm sorry. Matthew. I'm sorry. You're right. You're uh, right. I'm, a go- I'm going Frank. Out of here, David. <laughs> I'm going Frank Clark. Twenty-four mil. Dave. Um, I know we just got cut, but I don't know if they saved the money on it or not. Is it Eric Fisher? So it is. It is Frank Clark for twenty-six mil. Wow. So that's that's one point for Johnny and Doc. Maybe I should get well, we'll do a tiebreaker at the end if it's if it's still tied. All right, we got two more. I'm gonna go with the Baltimore Ravens. All right. I think well, not their pass rush anymore. <laughs> I think it's um it was I thought Matt Judon before he was let go. Tyus Bowser just signed a deal. Oh, Calais Campbell. And I'll say it's I'll say it's $21 million. You're very close. He's second. 
Well, that was going to be my guess. So now I get to pivot off of that. Yeah. <laughs> I'm giving this. This is such a bad game that I'm giving people guesses. <laughs> Johnny, you're up. I'll just say Mark Andrews, twenty-two million. Dot. Marshall Yonda, nineteen mil. Yonda's retired. Oh, Dave. Uh, oh, Ronnie Stanley. Sorry, sorry, sorry. Ronnie Stanley, nineteen mil. Yeah, man, I'm I'm throwing in the towel on this one too. I All have right. no idea. I'm gonna give that one to Doc. He got Ronnie Stanley right. Fifteen point five million. No, I, 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 sorry, I got that Ronnie, offensive line. When, when you Nick said up. it, when you said it, I figured that was right, but I, I couldn't just steal your answer like that. <laughs> yeah, you can. He's a man you of can. integrity. You absolutely can. Drew All right, so <laughs> let's do the last one. Let's go. Let's go, Dallas Cowboys. Hey, it's gonna be fun. Um, I mean, I I'm pretty sure it's it, Zeke's too obvious, I guess, because I mean, it's either Zeke or Amari Cooper. I think Zeke's getting paid a little bit more, so I'll say Zeke Elliott at fifteen mil. Can I be the one to tell David he's wrong? Yes, you can. David, you're wrong. Amari Cooper at 17 million. Demarcus Doc. Demarcus Lawrence at 23 million. That's a good one. Dave. Yeah, I'm thinking Amari Cooper too, around 18. It is Demarcus Lawrence at 25. Why do you know that, Doc? <laughs> he's been on a roll recently with games. Yes, that's five. That's five. I he's got three points. I'm just his, his success at these games on Sporkle quizzes, but there's no Sporkle quiz for cap math. No, there's not. <laughs> well, all right. So, Doc, you win. You get you get the FaceTime. Brad, Brad, I would just like to say you're a very handsome host. Thank you so much. Thank you. Thank you. All it's right. Just, well, it's just great that David lost, and that one person cheer that I. <laughs> Seem to get every single week. That's been my loyal supporter since day one. Yeah, so, you get your one person cheer, and we're gonna. I just want I just I want to know who that person is one day. I just want to. I just love one person cheer. David really mixing up Frank Clark and Chris Jones like just <laughs> like multiple times. I don't know why I was totally mixed. I knew it was Frank Clark too. I don't know why I was saying Chris Jones. Sure um, but all right, let's get Dave out of here. Dave, this was a total blast, man. Thanks so much for coming on the show tonight. Yeah, thanks a lot for having me. It was a ton of fun. Can you let our listeners know if they're not familiar with your stuff, where they can find you, the stuff you're working on, anything else you'd like to plug? Yeah, so I'm at uh, Football Guys, and I'm doing uh, a little bit of everything for them. I'm writing some articles and doing some video stuff, doing some behind-the-scenes stuff as well. But right now where I've been focusing a lot of my energy is over at Fantasy Pros. Uh, I work on their news correspondence desk, so obviously we have had a lot of news coming out over the last few days. So uh, you can find all that on at fantasy pros nfl uh every breaking news story you know we're not beating Schefter and we're not beating Rapport, but we're giving you the fantasy impact on it just a few minutes afterwards yeah i always like leading reading the little blurbs once that like the impact of it not just the news so i like that how you guys do that uh make sure you follow dave if you aren't already did you already tell where you're at on twitter no it is uh dave kluge that's k-l-u-g-e dave kluge underscore f-f thank you and you will get klugied once you follow him so <laughs> Make sure you do that. But thanks, everybody, for watching, for listening. If you're listening to the podcast version, we'll be back next week with another new episode with another great guest. We'll have more athlete interviews coming on the way and some more fire content from all the fellows at Triple Play. We'll talk to you guys soon.